everyone. This week's personal branding case study is all about Damon John. That's right, Damon John from Shark Tank and FUBU. Check it out. Hey, hey, what's up? Welcome to Brands on Brands. I'm Brandon Berkmeyer, your personal branding coach. And today's personal branding case study is all about Damon John. That's right. Damon John is an American businessman, investor, television personality, author, and motivational speaker. He is best known as the founder, president, and CEO of FUBU. That's for us, by us, FUBU, the clothing and apparel brand. He's also an investor on the ABC reality TV series, Shark Tank, which I'm sure many, many of you have watched. Very popular show. He's based in New York City. And uh, we're going to dive into how he got going and really what some of the things that stand out to me are for like him building his personal brand overall. And we're going to talk about FUBU because by the time he got to Shark Tank, he was already a known entity. But FUBU is where it all got started, right? He had decided somewhere along the line to found his own clothing company because the clothing they were wearing, and I'm paraphrasing, but the clothing they were wearing, the brands were calling them saying, we don't want you wearing our stuff. Like the they were being discriminated against because of their culture and the way they carried themselves. And it was when the hip hop and rap lifestyle was coming up and these you know brilliant entrepreneurs are like, you know what? If they don't want us wearing their clothes, like let's make our own. Like let's come up with something that is for people like us. Let's come up with something that highlights and elevates our culture. And they FUBU was born. And it wasn't easy, obviously. Like getting out there and building a clothing line, it's got to be one of the hardest things, most competitive things you can do as an entrepreneur, hands down. So knowing that he did this from scratch is uh, obviously huge. But let's look at how some of these things got accomplished to see what lessons you could learn for your personal brand journey, right? So along the way, you know, he got started with, you know, just a few different products, you know, some t-shirts and things like that, some hoodies, and, you know, had them sewed. He went home, sewed about 90 hats with his next door neighbor, sold their homemade hats for like $10 each on the corner uh, and made 800 bucks in a single day, right? And from that, had enough money to start trying to promote things in different places, all while working a full-time job at Red Lobster, right? So obviously hustling. And at the time to get some startup capital, they had to mortgage their mother's house and things like that. But here's where it gets interesting. The big breaks start to come when they were putting their FUBU logo on hockey jerseys, sweatshirts, and t-shirts, and were loaning these out, about 10 of them, just 10, these hockey jerseys out to rappers to wear in their music videos for two years they did this getting product placements in about 30 videos i mean how many they attempted was a much larger number but they got into about 30 music videos and it was the same 10 jerseys they'd give it to them to wear and they'd take them back so they can give to the next person so they didn't even just let them keep them because they were working under a, a shoe strapped bootstrapped budget right but because they were able to secure this and hustle and get you know a couple of yeses after all of the no's for rappers and hip hoppers coming up wearing this clothing, they were perceived as a larger clothing brand, despite being a relatively small company and stores started requesting their brand. So in 1993, uh, Damon convinced LL Cool J, a popular rapper, if you haven't heard of him, you're living under a rock. <laughs> Damon convinced him to wear a FUBU t-shirt for a promotional campaign. And then later, 
you know, LL said he's going to support and he wants to support the brand. He was offered a Gap ad, uh, Gap clothing ad, and wore a FUBU hat in the commercial and incorporated the line for us by us into his wrapping. So with some of that success and some promotion along the way, he ended up, John ended up receiving about $300,000 in orders and also an offer for participating in Macy's at the Las Vegas fashion trade show, Magic. Magic is the name of the trade show. They had to take out a second mortgage on their house to fulfill the orders. And after being turned down by a bunch of low banks, they had to put an ad in the paper to get the money to meet the order requests. Uh, and then you know, fast forward, FUBU has earned over $6 billion in global sales uh, and is featured in Smithsonian's Natural, uh, National Museum of African American History and Culture. Obviously, big things. From then, on, from then in 2009, he jumped to Shark Tank and the rest is history. But think about that. All he needed was to continue to ask the influencers in culture to put him on, right? To say, like, can you support my athletic wear, my clothing wear in your videos? What could you do that is similar, right? Like, what could you do to find the influencers, the connectors in your industry that can endorse what you are doing? right? If you're a personal brand, that might just mean that you get an influencer to come on your show. If you have a podcast and say, you know, like by association, I'm building my social clout and you do it once and you have that asset, you have that association forever. So getting that connectivity, that's why people take so many selfies, right? They want to have that association with those people, but go even further, get a full interview with someone. And it's that much more of a relationship builder and association. And then on top of that, if you can get these people to actually like you and then promote you to their audiences that they've already developed, then you have more opportunity to be recognized and to actually sell the thing that you're selling, right? So the power of finding influential people in your niche or industry cannot be understated. If you haven't figured out who those people are, absolutely go do the research and find out who they are, how to connect with them, who do you know that knows them? And then if you had to start a show and build, build your way up to the biggest names, where would you start to get there? And that would be my advice for the show is, you know, follow the example, leverage the influence of the people in your industry that have already been doing it and find a way to build the attention towards your brand in the process. If you do that, you'll be on your way. Again, one great way to do that is through the power of podcasting. If you don't have one, you should get one. If you need some help getting it started, I'm always here to help, but you can also grab my free podcasting starter kit at brandsonbrands.com forward slash starter kit. And otherwise just keep tuning in each week for our free content and advice and appreciate you listening as always. And we will catch you next time. Brands on Brands.